This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. A little cloudy today here in the Midwest. Had some rain and thunderstorms over the late night. That's what you get in the spring here. Some days it's sunny, some days it's rainy. But it's great to be alive in the greatest nation on God's green earth, America, where freedom rings true. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, where we affirm American ideals and values. We stand up for America because we love our country. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can go to AffirmAmerica.com. We'll notify you when a new episode comes out on the podcast. You can also reach me at Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. All right, these are your top five headlines for Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. California exodus sees thousands moving to Mexico from the Daily Wire. Now that Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom and his cronies have ruined their state and inflation is crushing households, thousands of Californians are reversing the typical pattern and moving to Mexico. Many of the immigrants count on the fact that their salaries from the United States enable them to afford much more south of the border. CNBC. California continuously ranks high as one of the country's most expensive states to live in. The median asking price for a home in California is about $797,470. Only 25% of the state's households could afford that in the fourth quarter of 2021. California's population growth has been declining for more than 30 years now. But thanks to the rise in remote work due to the COVID-19 pandemic, these trends have accelerated. The ability to work anywhere has 62% of Americans considering moving to a new country. However, there are some setbacks. Many critics argue that Americans are driving up the cost of housing for locals and pricing them out of the market. From the Daily Mail, monthly rent in Mexico can average as little as $430 per month, while rents can average as high as $1,500 a month north of the border in San Diego. Okay, so if you live in a democratic state, which California is, and over the long period of 30 years or so, with Democratic single-party rule, you get what you get right now, which is extreme taxation. You have high housing costs. You have horrible quality of life. You have homeless on the streets. And you have people fleeing your state because they don't want to live in a high-taxed, high-regulated, high-cost-of-living community. So now people are exiting out of California, which they have been for many years, moving to neighboring states. But now they're going outside the country. And that's a direct result of the Biden administration's overspending, inflation, 
and all the things that you get when you have these Democrats that are in power. We can see exactly the opposite with the Trump administration. We saw prices coming down on energy, housing. The economy was firing on all eight cylinders. We had a very robust economy. And with the Republicans in charge, we have a vibrant economy and nation. So remember that when the midterms come up, don't vote for any Democrats anywhere locally or nationally. All right, headline number four. Study reveals 1.6 million Americans over 13 identify as transgender. From Reuters. A study published on Friday estimates that nearly 1.64 million people over the age of 13 in the United States identify themselves as transgender, based on an analysis of newly expanded federal health surveys. The study estimates that about 0.5% of all U.S. adults, some 1.3 million people, and about 1.4%, or 300,000 of youth between the ages of 13 and 17, identify as transgender, having a different gender identity than the sex they were assigned at birth. From Town Hall, the executive summary from the study says that there are more transgender women than transgender men. There are over 300,000 people who are gender non-conforming. So this uh, transgender stuff is actually increasing in uh, volume based on some recent studies. If you've, uh, a good movie to check out if you haven't seen it yet is uh, Matt Walsh's documentary on what is a woman. And uh, you can see it on the Daily Wire if you're a subscriber there, but it's a very interesting documentary on transgenderism. And there's a trend now that because it's cool and because young people are still developing their character and their personalities, they see this transgender uh, people on TikTok and some of the social media, and they want to emulate it. They want to find some meaning out of being different. And they're gravitating towards transgenderism and sex changes. And it's going to be a very difficult time for these young people as they become a little older and they realize that the choices that they made may not be the best for their long-term interest. So this is... Uh, a trend that it seems to be getting worse rather than better, and it's very unfortunate for our young people to go down this path. All right, headline number three. High school football coach fired for praying after games gets berated by Sports Illustrated. From the Daily Wire, Sports Illustrated didn't want for the U.S. Supreme Court's pending opinion to blast a high school football coach, Joe Kennedy, who sued after being suspended and later fired for praying for 15 seconds on the football field after a game. Sports Illustrated, he's a human embodiment of a country that's deeply divided, a religious movement that's surging with momentum, even as an organized religion becomes increasingly less popular. And most of all, a powerful right-wing machine, many say, is employing a timeless division tactic, us versus them. All morphed a man's unremarkable existence into an extraordinary one and imbued Kennedy with elusive, far-reaching purpose. He's no longer just a man. He's now a symbol for what his supporters term religious freedom. To them, he's a hero, David slain an anti-faith Goliath. 
To others, he's a sledgehammer aimed at bedrock of democracy, the separation of church and state, and what its opponents describe as ongoing attempts to redefine church and state. First Liberty has argued that attempts to stifle teaching creationism and sanction prayer in schools represent hostility to religion. Those opponents see the Kennedy case as the likely next step in what they describe as an erosion of the separation, their argument backed by other recent rulings, that God can remain in the Pledge of Allegiance, that the federal government can give money to faith-based schools, and that religious groups can discriminate based on their beliefs when hiring. From Breitbart, the main focus of Bishop's article, though, seems to be to belittle Coach Kennedy. Throughout the piece, Bishop constantly describes Kennedy as aimless, shiftless, and struggling to find meaning in his life, thereby coloring the coaches a nobody whose sudden fame earned as a result of this case makes him a joke of a human being, as if any of Kennedy's life history makes any difference at all to the case that has brought him to the Supreme Court. Okay, so this is uh, what's happened, the wokeism of our sporting institutions, Sports Illustrated, talking down to religious figures, people that have faith. They become secularized. They've, been, they've become woke. And so that's what, that's what you get. You get, um, you know, bashing religious freedom, bashing people of faith. I mean, it's a simple thing that uh, Coach Kennedy did. He just offers a prayer in gratitude for about 15 seconds after a football game. And they make this complete blown-up story that has to go all the way up to the Supreme Court because they want to separate church and state, which is completely misunderstood from the Founding Fathers and their motivation. The nation was founded on religious freedom, was founded on the belief in God. The Constitution has the God's word interwoven throughout the language, so it's not meant to be a complete negation of religious freedom or negation of religious values, but it's actually interwoven in our fabric of our nation and how our nation was founded, was founded on those moral principles, those godly principles, those values that exalt the Creator. And so here's what we get after we remove prayer from schools as we've gone down this secular path, this wokeism, this cancel culture, this Marxist socialist ideologies that have crept in to our schools, our government, our businesses. It's just about everywhere in our sporting institutions. So this is the battle. It's a cultural battle to bring back the heart and soul of our nation to its founding spirit. So kudos for Coach Kennedy. We all should support him because he's standing up for his values, his religious freedom, and that's our God-given right under our Constitution. All right, headline number two. House declines McCarthy's third request for extra security for Supreme Court justices. From the National Review, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy on Monday expressed frustration after House Democrats declined his third request for unanimous consent to quickly advance a bill to increase security for Supreme Court justices. McCarthy has tried several times over the past week to advance the measure, which passed the Senate last month but is stalled in the Democrat-controlled House after authorities foiled in an alleged assassination attempt against 
Justice Brett Kavanaugh on Wednesday. Kevin McCarthy, for the third time in a week, I'm calling for a vote for stronger security for Supreme Court justices. All of them. This isn't partisan. The threat is real. Why is Speaker Pelosi blocking something that the Senate has already passed unanimously? Okay, well, if this would have been a Democratic Supreme Court justice, what do you think? Do you think Nancy Pelosi would have her hair on fire talking about we have to support and secure the Supreme Court justices that are Democrats? So she's just uh, pandering to her left base. She's not wanting to rock the boat, especially as the Roe versus Wade is about to be released. And she's just playing politics. Typical Democrat, typical liberal. If it's good for them, they support it. They're, they have no interest in bipartisan unity. You can see it in the January 6th committee hearings. Everything is about power. Everything is about control. Everything is about them and not the American people. So as we come into the midterms, everybody needs to be prepared to vote. We need to see a tsunami, a voting wave to push back this tide of democratic control and power since the Biden administration took over just a little over a year ago. And we're seeing the results collapse of the, the economy, high gas prices, southern borders wide open. We have gun shootings, defunding the police. This is the result. This is what you get with a Democratic administration. So let us vote. Let us can't wait till the uh, November rolls around. It's not too soon for it to happen. So again, let us uh, be reminded of the actions that they take today. Okay, headline number one, more violence over abortion, fourth pregnancy center firebombed. From the National Review, over the weekend, pro-abortion terrorists firebombed a pregnancy center in Grisham, Oregon, that offers maternal care and information to expecting mothers. Authorities believe that an incendiary device was hurled through the window, lighting a fire that wrecked only one room in the facility because the alarm system prompted and alerted fire personnel and police. Pregnancy Resource Center CEO Luke Corello said there was extensive damage and additional water and smoke damage in other parts of the building. Nobody was hurt, Corello said in a press release. Lilla Rose. This weekend, pro-abortion activists firebombed a pregnancy center in Grisham, Oregon, which provided material help for mothers and children. Imagine if this had been an abortion clinic. It would be headline news. But because it's a pro-life center, media and the Biden administration ignore. From live action, this latest incident by pro-abortion terrorists follows a litany of violent threats, vandalism, arson, and even an assassination attempt aimed at pro-life groups or individuals. First image is the second pro-life pregnancy center in the state to be targeted for arson since the Supreme Court opinion was leaked. Okay, so again, uh, far left is always extreme violence. The ends justify the means, and it is very typical. It's like a little child stomping their feet. If they don't get their way, then they revert to violence, yelling, screaming. This is what we get with 
the, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We're going to see more of this, especially once the opinion comes out. All this summer, we're going to see lots of marches, probably burning of cities, just like the BLM. This is typical uh, socialist, communist tactics. Antifa, all of these individuals, it's all about breaking down, deconstructing our system of government. Everything has to be deconstructed before it can be turned into something different. This is the Marxist ideology, the dialectic, that everything advances through conflict, through violence. This is what makes change. You have to break down the current system in order to replace it with a Marxist utopia. The problem is, is those utopias never happen. They just break it down, and then usually somebody that's totalitarian steps in and controls the nation. We see it in every situation. China, Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea. It's a dictatorship that always takes control. We're governed by our freedoms, the freedoms that God gave each and every one of us. That's what motivates us. That's what makes America so great. So when you see these things happen, you have to know where they're coming from, and you have to push back and oppose them. We cannot just be tolerant anymore. We have to be activists. We have to speak up, and we've got to oppose them at every corner. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, June 14th. Thank you very much for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.